Welcome to Reddit Reads, our slash pro revenge. Our first Reddit post is from Safecasis. Here's the story of how my parents' HOA tried to use a 40-year-old rule to stop them from repairing hurricane damage and got the shaft for their trouble. A few months back, as you all may remember, Florida got pretty beaten up by a couple of hurricanes. My folks lived down there, and while none of the damage that they sustained was life-alteringly horrible or home-destroying, homeowners insurance kicked in, and they had some water damage through the roof. They also needed a new one because of all of the shingles that had come off debris that had punctured it. My folks looked through roofing options and determined that a metal roof would be a great option to reduce damage and maintenance on their home. Plus, it would serve as a more energy-efficient option with passive solar collection and fewer thermal losses in the summer-winter. It's more expensive, but my dad was basically personal finance incarnate while I was growing up, as in his 60s and has finally concluded that he has fuck you money so long as that community is concerned, so the roof was a good investment. It looked like a win-win-win with that roof. Then they reviewed the HOA and saw that as of 1989, metal roofs are prohibited in the neighborhood subject to fines and mandatory removal. Reviewing the bylaw further showed that it was clearly referring to older, crappier tin roofs, not a proper metal one like today's market provides, which looks great and has all of those other benefits. My folks wanted to play by the rules, though, and called up the HOA to explain the situation. HOA was friendly and said that they would be looking into that below. My parents cowled get a roofing contractor in for a few months anyway, too much demand since everyone else's roof got wrecked, so they waited a few weeks and got nothing new out of the HOA. Tried again a few weeks later. Nothing. After two months of this, they said fuck it and started construction on the metal roof. Popular opinion in the neighborhood was on their side, and the roof was covered with a tarp. The new roof got installed over the course of a few days, and then we found out the hose chitites. The neighborhood has a nice brick sign out front that says welcome to neighborhood name. It's very classy, very nice, and was very damaged in a hurricane. The HOA was strapped for money due to other repair stews, and some prick had the bright idea to impose as many fines as they could on the neighborhood to pay for these repairs starting with my folks. They served my folks with a letter claiming that they were in violation of the HOA and demanded a 25,000 fine and that they remove it, which is, of course, absurd. My poor mother is very much a play-by-the-rules sort, and she was worried sick. Dad's ex-Navy and a contract negotiator. He essentially checked his 6 year old knuckles and said, Oh, you little shits wanna play, do ya so? They set about researching and making some calls. Poor mom kept waking up at 1am unable to sleep, but then they had a breakthrough. A few weeks after being served him fuzzy on the timeline since, I dot live in Florida, it may have been less, there was essentially a burn them at the stake meeting of the HOA where my parents could defend themselves for an absurdly short amount of time, and the HOA could rip into them for daring to defy their wrath. So my mom, because she's more social, has a better temper than dad, comes up to speak and lets the HOA know that they can't do this. HOA smirks and says that they sure can. They have a 40-year-old statute saying that they can. 
Mom says you do, but I have state law on my side, which supersedes your statute. Turns out there's a law in Florida stating that an HOA or really any regulation cannot be used to prevent an eco-friendly improvement from taking place on a Nyon's private property. And Wald, you know it, the passive solar of the metal roof counts as an eco-friendly improvement. Turns out the roofing contractors have dealt with similar stuff before. When Dad mentioned what was going on to them, the contracting officer pulled out a few letters of accreditation and a few past cases where the court had determined that their product was eco-friendly and forced the HOA to pay all legal fees. My mom produced all of this for the shitty HOA, who had to admit that this was, in fact, ironclad. Strapped for money as they were, they cowled to Ford to pay a lawyer. HOA head growls, is that all? Mom turns up the sweetness to eleven. No. I see in the laws that we can vote to impeach board members at any HOA meeting and to elect their replacements. I move to impeach all of you. I nominate my husband and... She rattles off a list of names. HOA is stunned. While Dad looked into the legal, Mom looked into the new neighborhood. Popular opinion was on their side, and the hearing was public for the neighborhood. Mom convinced a majority of the homeowners to attend and remove the board for their crappy policy. With that, my parents are now on the all-new board, and Dad is putting his contract negotiation skills on craftsmanship skills to work repairing the front entrance. And metal roofs are now allowed by the all-new HOA. This comment is from Richula. Be careful as members of the board for the HOA. You can be held personally liable for decisions made as a board member. And you've just pissed off a bunch of people. You need to make sure that your parents' HOA has directors and officers' insurance. And that the insurance is enough to cover multiple lawsuits. I'd also recommend that your parents get an umbrella policy on their home for any other bullshit. Source handled HOA board insurance claims for a couple of years. In Florida, I've seen angry HOA members literally ruin people's lives over the color of a front door. This comment is from Rudasage. I believe this person because they have law in their username. This comment is from James. Holy shit. Impeachment on the spot. Just how many pitchforks were there? Our next Reddit post is from Thehofstetter. A woman let her dog shit on the airport floor. So I shit on her plans. While walking to my gate at Lax, I noticed a woman whose dog was in the middle of doing its business. The woman was loudly facetiming with her back to the dog, so I assumed she did notice. That was likely the thought shared by the gentleman who tried to get her attention. Excuse me, Miss He said in a polite tone. The woman glared at him. Your dog, he sheepishly continued pointing to the mid-pup pup. The woman rolled her eyes and went back to FaceTime, as the man slinked away, seemingly embarrassed. Some people, she bellowed to her FaceTime companion with no hint of irony, are just so damned rude. When her dog finished, the woman started walking away, leaving everything right on the airport floor. Another woman tried to stop her. You are not going to clean. That up she asked as shocked as the rest of us were. They have people for that, the offender replied, disappearing into the crowd. 
as much as someone yelling into their phone can disappear into a crowd. I stood near the pile and warned people to walk around it while someone else got a maintenance worker's attention. No one said anything. We were so shocked that anyone could be that horrible. When I got to my gate, the woman was there too. Great, we were both going to Tokyo. When I travel abroad, I get embarrassed by other Americans doing things 100 times less embarrassing than leaving animal feces on the floor of an airport. To make it worse, her dog was now barking at everyone who walked by. I have nothing against people flying with their dogs. I do it often. But it is a privilege I take seriously. My dog is well-trained and behaves better than most people. He certainly behaves better than that asshole. Speaking of assholes, there is a pet relief area inside Lax, past security just two gates away from where the party pooper let her dog go to town. It didn't matter she was the type of person to litter three feet from an empty garbage can. While her dog barked at the world, the woman had moved from facetiming with no headphones to listening to music with no headphones. I don't like to throw around the word sociopath, but I don't know how else I could explain just how selfish and terrible of a person she was. It bet her car was somewhere in long-term parking, parked across three spots with paint on the bumper from the child's bike she hit without leaving a note. Everyone else tried to ignore her sitting as far away from her as they could. I am not everyone else. I sat down right next to the horrible woman. Are you going to London on business, I said. I'm going to Tokyo, she responded gruffly, annoyed that I interrupted her jing. Oh, I said. Then you better hurry. That flight got moved to gate 53. This is the flight to London. I figured I could give her a little moment of panic as payback for how terribly she was treating everyone. I did predict what would happen next. She grabbed her bags and her dog in a huff. She was so self-involved, she didn't notice that the monitor at our gate still said Tokyo, and almost everyone at the gate was Japanese. Based on her actions, she believed me that the fight had been moved, so she's also an asshole for not thanking me. Some people, I thought as I watched her rush away from the gate, without stopping her, are just so damned rude. The flight to Tokyo was at gate 69, so the 53 gates were on the other side of the next terminal. And I felt guilty knowing she probably berated some poor clerk, who had to explain to her that there was no gate 53. I don't know if she made it back to this flight before we took off or not, but I didn't see her board, and I don't hear her dog. Her missing her flight was not my original intention, but it would be a fine punishment for her being so rude to everyone and making a low-paid stranger clean feces off the floor. What makes me wonder if I went too far is the knowledge that Delta only has one flight to Tokyo each day. Whoops. Maybe she can rebook on another airline. I hear they have people for that. Edit for those of you who want to play internet detective and demanded to see my ticket as, if that even proves anything, I'm a stand-up comedian with a show in law last night and a show in Tokyo tonight. But if that's not enough for you, here's my ticket. And yes, Delta does allow dogs on flights to Japan. Edit to rip inbox in a ridiculous thousand message way. Thanks to all the nice folks, especially the people who are coming to shows, etc. I'm trying to get to all your comments.
but it may take me a few days. For those who are being dicks, I hope you wheel your suitcase into her dog shit. This comment is from Thehofstetter. He that was my favorite part too. It's totally true though. In her reality at that moment, I was a helpful stranger who saved her from missing her flight. And she had the goal not to thank me. This comment is from Safia Fighty 8. I mean, how is that gonna go over with the person she's trying to rebook with? I don't know how it works, but I'd imagine she doesn't have a good reason to not have to pay for a new ticket right rude ass lady is gonna tell them some guy told me it was at gate 53. And they are gonna be like that's not even a gate number. Why didn't you ask an employee? You didn't even check with anyone or look at the signs like I said. It how that works but it sounds like a lame excuse on her part. Also you can bet, she's not going to treat the airline employees any better than she treated everyone else, and they probably won't be wanting to go too far to help her out. Good stuff. This comment is from Aranda Mulimamith. The only downside is she's probably gonna post on social media about how the world is against her, and how terrible airline employees are for refusing to help her. Our next Reddit post is from Deleted. Fiancé left me due to my cancer diagnosis. I left her destitute. This has been four years ago, so the sting is gone, and my revenge has been had. Sorry if this isn't the right forum. We dated for four years and had what I thought was a great relationship. We were both well-established professionals who both owned homes in the same neighborhood and both with daughters in the home. Her daughter was 11 and mine was 16 when we met. We had actually planned to get married, build a house, and raise the two together. We planned the house build because she had recently been diagnosed with a neurological disease that would eventually put her in a wheelchair and need something aid-friendly. During the planning stages, I began doing landscape and construction projects on her home to increase the resale value. All in, I invested roughly 30 USD into the home. We had a contract that payment would be made upon the sale of the home. I produced invoices for each and every project, but never pushed for payment because of the prior agreement. Fast forward six months, we are looking at property to develop and finalizing drawings on the home when I began feeling ill. I couldn't eat, constantly vomiting and passing blood. I began noticing that my abdomen looked swollen, which was odd because we were both very clean eaters and were in the gym every day. So I went to the doctor and began having tests done. During this time, she began having small cognitive issues and the stress of her current position was exacerbating her condition. After a month or so of different tests and a biopsy, it came back that I had a golf ball-sized tumor in my stomach and would need to begin chemotherapy. So I began chemo and radiation treatments, which made me expectedly so extremely ill. She was spending time helping around my place on the weekends and staying over more to the point that they were both at my home more than theirs. At this point, I suggested that we go ahead and put one of our houses on the market and move in together until the new house was built. I have great supplemental insurance as well as a long-term illness plan, so using that coupled with the sale of one of our houses would push us through comfortably and help ease the financial stress on her. 
Shortly after this discussion, she became extremely distant. Her daughter wasn't coming down and hanging out with mine anymore. She had excuses for not getting together. She quit driving me to treatments and stopped staying over. She then dropped a bomb, a sentence that will forever be burned into my psyche. I love you, but I can't see myself taking care of someone this sick in the long term, and I don't think we should see each other any longer. In a text. It broke me. I won't lie. This was the first woman I had ever opened up to and planned a life with since my wife died when my children were one and three. However, I tried to be mature about it. I forced myself to understand her position and to accept what I could not change. I calmly, the next day, gathered all of her things, packed them neatly, loaded them in my truck, and took them to her house to leave on the back porch while she was at work. Walking around the back and under the porch cover, I sat down a box and saw her in her back living room on the couch having sex with a man that she had introduced to me as a lifelong friend. I had dinner and drinks with this man and his girlfriend. We had gone on vacation with them, as well. I never spoke of the incident with her, and simply sent her a text later, explaining that I would leave her things on my side porch to pick up at her convenience. I discovered eight or nine months later from his now ex-girlfriend that they had broken up due to him confessing that he had been sleeping with my s. Oh. Now I'm pissed. Revenge time. At this point, I had finished chemo and radiation for the time being and was feeling healthier. I was going through some muck-neglected paperwork when I ran across the file that contained 32,680. Zero in unpaid long overdue invoices, which were promptly sent to my attorney to begin lien proceedings on the home. It turns out that I couldn't have done this a moment too soon because she was set to put her house on the market. Coupled with interest over the course of what was then 19 months overdue, the invoices were hefty. That along with the agreement of settling them when the house was sold and attorney fees, left her with roughly tank after the sale of the home and settling her current mortgage. She promptly had to back out of the purchase of another home and moved in with her oldest daughter, Syl, and two grandchildren. She also had to leave her job and begin receiving disability. I ran into her a little over a year ago, and she looked as if she had aged 20 years and was in the wheelchair we had talked about. We chatted cordially but briefly, and I excused myself and went on with my day. A few days later, her younger daughter called me and spoke of my running into her mom, and could we hang out sometime? I gave a vague answer, thanked her for calling, and again went on with my day. The ex then called me a week or so later and began apologizing for leaving me as she did. Again, cordial but short, I thanked her for calling and hung up. She began texting, and this went on for several weeks, until once she asked if I could ever see us rekindling what we had. I can't see myself taking care of someone so sick in the long term. Remember the box on your back porch, did you think, that lifelong friend brought that over to you from my house, good luck to you. Goodbye. TL Drive girlfriend broke up with me due to me having cancer, so I ruined the sale of her home, the purchase of another, and left her to have to move in with her daughter. 
husband threw her breakup line back at her. I sometimes feel guilt over this, but not much and not often. This comment is from Norskjöf. So this woman knows she is headed for a wheelchair, and she has a man that not only doesn't care, but is gonna help her have a home to accommodate a wheelchair and help care for her and she dumps him so she can bang another guy who is cheating on his girlfriend talk about short-sighted stupidity. How progressive is her disease? Is she likely to die at an earlier age? This comment is from Spookyard. Her friend probably stopped wanting to be with her once she was wheelchair-bound. She lost her job and is on disability now and thought that by rekindling with you would be better for her financially. This is some poetic justice shit right here. This comment is from Smegmas Amelier. What she meant was I don't think someone with cancer will be able to take care of me when I need it. She saw an expiration tag on his life and got scared. Figured she had to rope someone into taking care of her before she progressed to the point that it would be prohibitively hard to find a caretaker. It was super stupid. If I think in her mind she was actually thinking about the future, her future. That was Reddit Reads, r slash pro revenge. If you like this content, please rate this podcast five stars. We upload new videos every day. See you tomorrow.